everybody. Welcome to this week's podcast. In this week's podcast, we're going to do what we normally do. We're going to go ahead and just jump right into it because there are two bits of gaming news that I wanted to talk about. Uh, first bit of gaming news is actually something that's quite big. I apparently missed this a while back, but they actually are... There's a Marvel video game that's actually coming out in 2020, the the Marvel Avengers, where they're actually taking the game itself and making basically a, a mini adventure where you can play as the Avengers. Uh, its release date is September 20th of 2020. Uh, it's, you know, releasing on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and apparently there's PC. I'm really digging the hell out of it because it looks interesting. Um, it is, it's a different take. Uh, you know, the character, it's not, the, the one drawback of the game that I would say that I already kind of see from the 2020 demo that I watched for a little bit that I guess was apparently released uh, almost a year ago is that the Avengers, Captain America doesn't really look like Captain America. Uh, you know, they, they didn't, it's almost kind of weird how they didn't license the looks of, you know, Chris Evans or Tony Stark. They didn't really... That's my one complaint from the game that I see, is that they basically... They basically... It, it, I don't like how it's not Tony Stark as, you know, uh, RDJ, Robert Downey Jr. That's really the only drawback that I can see with this, is that... It's not actually RDJ's voice. It's not Chris Evans. It's not Chris Hemsworth. It you know it's it's not uh, oh wow what's her name the the gal that plays Black Widow. You know they're not it's not them. They're they're different people. They look like different people. They sound like different people. So that's really the only complaint that I have is that it you know it doesn't look like. The, the, the Marvel Universe that we've, you know, been seen on TV and everything else like that. And it uh, it definitely is one of those uh, ones where I'm actually, I actually think I'm going to get it. Like, it looks cool. I, I loved Spider-Man. for the, I really wish Spider-Man would come to the Xbox, but uh, Spider-Man's not going to come to the Xbox. I really would love to be able to play this game. I mean, I'm not the biggest kind of fan of the Spider-Man games or these Avenger games that are coming out. I don't really like a lot of those games, you know, the the Lego Mo the Lego Marvels either. I'm not the biggest fan of them. I've never been a big fan of those kind of, you know, punch em up kind of style games, but I played Spider-Man in 2018 when it came out for the PlayStation 4. Hell, that's the reason why I bought a PlayStation 4 one time was to play Spider-Man, you know, Marvel Spider-Man. I had a lot of fun with the suits. I had a lot of fun just swinging around just around the city doing what I do best and yeah, the game got a little bit harder, and yeah, some of the you know some of the side quests were pretty fun to do, but all in all, the game was really, really freaking fun. You know, who the hell like? And they did so well with swinging around the city. I can't wait to see how it works with being able to fly as uh, Thor or being able to fly as uh, you know Tony Stark, or I'm sorry, Iron Man. So I think that the game has super freaking potential, where they could do a lot of amazing things with it. But you know, it's just one of those things where I would, uh, I you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just fawn over it and, and buy a PlayStation Four. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of funny because the game has got two reviews already for Marvel Adventure, and uh, it was put out seven months ago. Real fun, and the game, real fun and great game, but the story is so is too short. Bro, how did you even get the game? How did you even? There's, it's supposed to release in September of 2020. It's June of 2020. So I I think somebody uh, decided to leave a wrong review on something. But I'd be interested to play it. I'd be interested definitely to give it her, give her a trial. Try. So, it, hey, you know, I was not aware of that. You know, who, who doesn't want to play as Iron Man or Captain America or Thor or even, you know, Hulk Smash with Black Widow and... I think you could play as, uh, who, who's in there? 
Ah, there's uh, some other, there's a, a lady. It, it's not, uh, not Hawkeye. It's not Hawkeye, but it's, it's somebody else. So I, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fairly interested in the game. I'm going to read up more about it. I'm going to watch a couple more articles, but apparently there, there's a live stream that was to, uh, two days ago or something like that, where they kind of talked about the game or did something with it. So I'd be fairly interested to, to play the game to, you know, actually see what it's all about. Cause it looks like it's one of those kind of like destiny where you build your armor and you do this, you do that and you can, you know, bulk up and, and really be I, like, I like those kind of games where you can do all kinds of cool stuff like that, where you can, you know, add different bits of armor, or, you know, use a different suit or do this or do that. Yeah. Cause, um, here we go. It like, uh, it, yeah, so it, it looks like it's kind of got some of that uh, some of that stuff that you would have in Destiny or it, for those of you who played Assassin's Creed where, you know, you could do certain things with certain weapons where, you know, oh, gear power is this or that or the fifth. So it looks kind of cool. Like you could really customize and do a lot of cool, neat things with it. So I would be fairly interested in in getting the game. And, you know, like that was one of my biggest things was that I loved playing as Spider-Man. I loved all the different uniforms and swinging around and just being all Spidey. You know, I didn't have to do this. I didn't have to, what's it called? I didn't have to do missions. I could just swing around the city and just enjoy myself. So I'm really kind of hoping that that might be how the game is. And hell, if it's, if it's that kind of game and it kind of looks like it's a little bit, they kind of look like they took what Spider-Man was and made it into Avengers in an an Avengers game, so I'm I'm fairly interested in that, and you know get my my mitzy mitts on those and see how it rocks and rolls. So I'd be down. And then in other gaming news, because you know that's what we always start off with. I actually finally finally beat Animal Crossing. Uh, it, the story is kind of is kind of an interesting. I mean, the gameplay itself, it's like a mix up between Minecraft, Terraria. It's 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 all this kind. Of, it's really hard to explain the game if somebody hasn't seen it, but it's a fun. It's a hell of a fun little game. I've enjoyed playing it, and I, I, I didn't know I, <laughs> I, I spent so much time getting so much money and upgrading and doing everything and basically creating this massive farm so that I could have buku dollars to where. I finally realized that I really didn't, you know, need to do all that. I just needed to invite this famous artist to my island to be able to do a lot of what I wanted to do. And now that I've actually done it, I've been like really working on my island where, you know, I can now edit this and edit that. And I'm really, I'm really starting to make some cool stuff. And I got to say, I'm, I'm really actually enjoying the, the gameplay that I get to do now where I'm actually able to adjust my island and make things better. I mean, I've already started, I didn't realize that you could cross-pollinate, you know, your flowers and make unique and individual flowers, which is kind of cool. So I'm really working on that. And, you know, the game just, just like, it's a really peaceful, fun game to just kind of sit back and do nothing. And that, and I go back and I play Pokemon Let's Go every once in a while. I still haven't beaten the final four yet. I've, I really, well, because I was kind of, my mom bought me Pokemon Let's Go for Christmas, uh, because every year we have an argument where she you know, has to buy me something. And so I decided, you know, I was going to go ahead and buy her the, uh, I was going to go, you know, I was like, all right, let's go big or go home. Mom, I want Pokemon. Let's go for the Nintendo switch. And she got it for me. So I've always, I kind of wanted to show my mom how the game is played and not just, you know, show her, Oh, I've beaten the game, you know, and who wouldn't kind of have fun, you know, playing Pokemon. Let's go with your mom and catching Pokemon and stuff like that. It'd be a cute, fun little game that I could do with my mom. So I, I kind of want to show her that before I actually beat the Pokemon game. Because, I mean, I've I've beaten red, blue, yellow, and I haven't actually beaten green. But, you know, I've beaten red, blue, and yellow a number of times. And it's the same storyline. You know, the, you, you, you battle Pokemon up. You level your Pokemon up. You go beat the final four. You become a Pokemon master. And it's the same storyline, but it's fun. You know, I, I love the Pokemon that are in it. I love the, you know, I love everything about all the Pokemon that are in it. And who doesn't love building up an army and 
having all your fun, cute little Pokemon for, you know, it's like, oh, I got to go battle the grass gym. So I'm going to get a bunch of fire Pokemon. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's so much fun. I, I love Pokemon. I'm, I will say I'm an OG Pokemon man, though. I am not a fan of, you know, I'm definitely not a fan of generation two through whatever the hell we're on now. I am generation one and generation one is the one and only Pokemon. There are no other Pokemon games out there as just Gen 1. I think I've actually had that conversation before. But, yeah, you know, so can't really complain about that, that I've finally beaten. Oh, I forgot the name of the silly game. Animal Crossing New Horizons. I still have yet to visit a friend's island. I still have yet to figure out the black market that is the turnips. I don't understand those whatsoever. I just now added the third room onto my house. For those of you who are paying attention to the game or know what the game is all about, I'd, apparently you can have like four or five rooms. Um, but see, I'm the kind of guy that like if I'm going to ask uh, Tom, Tom or is it Tim? If I'm going to ask Tom to upgrade my house, I want to pay him off like right away. I don't, I, you know, I don't like just sitting at, at that debt. I like to get all that money, you know, pay it off real quick because I had to redo my island which was, you know, that was one of the things too. I really wish that when I first was playing the game that I would have actually paid attention to how I was setting up my island. I really wish I would have paid attention to that because I've been sucking at some things. Like, I really wish that I could go back and almost redo the island setup so that way I would have, okay, this is this is where this goes, this is where that goes, and it would look more like a town or a city because that's what I'm going to do now is now that I've unlocked a lot of a lot of all of that you can do, I'm going to build a city. I'm actually going to build a city and make it look presentable and maybe redo an island or something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I finally beat the game. It's been pretty expensive playing the game because apparently I didn't know that I could do it as fast as I did it, that I, you know... Was. I just, I, <laughs> I'm not the kind of guy to where I'm going to play a game in real life. I'm not going to lie. I cheated a little bit where I would alter the time and stuff like that. Cause I, I don't like how it's like, Oh, just play it for like this amount of time. Oh, you've done everything you can do today. All right. Later. And it's like, what? No, no I, I've got more stuff I want to do. I, and, and so like, you know, I found the cheat where you can move the day along and that's what I've been doing because I'm, I'm the kind of guy that if I'm going to sit down and game, I'll sit down and game for a solid four or five hours, you know, or even six hours. I don't like that one or two hours playing and leaving. And I mean, that's kind of what I've been doing with a lot of Call of Duty here lately, but that's because it's just me. I'm not playing with any of my friends. I'm not doing anything with my buddies as well, too, as we're going to Then this is a perfect segue. I've been doing a lot of stuff outdoors. You know, summer is here. I'm really trying to take advantage of it as much as possible. I mean... On my four days last week that I was off, I went disc golfing, I think, three out of the four days that I actually was off, and I played at least, what was that? I want to say I played at least at least 18 holes, you know, yeah, I played at least 18 holes around, um, and I taught two friends how to play disc golf. One of my friends, she was really good. Uh, she, she, she has the accuracy down. And this kind of gets into what I was, uh, what I was talking about is that oh, I wasn't talking about it earlier. I was thinking about it early. God, it's it's like I'm trying. I think you guys can have a conversation with me in my head when I'm not really here. I was actually kind of thinking about it earlier because when I taught her how to play disc golf, and it, it's uh, I, I've realized that it's there are two type of two type of people that that can learn disc golf. I have people who are accurate, off the bat. And then I have people who have power. And when I first played disc golf, and I first was open and introduced to a a wide open disc golf course, which I've actually become a little bit more happy with playing the wide open disc golf courses instead of the, you know... I, I'm not a fan of some of the courses that we have here in the woods. It, it really can't be too intricate because I legitimately almost lost a bright pink disc the other day. It was freaking ridiculous. So... With with a lot of the disc golfing that I like to do, I, I like the big open courses because the way I throw, I have a big old S-curve. Sometimes I can keep it nice and tight. I've been known to do that, but a lot of times when I bomb my drives and I just go straight down the you know the fairway and I'm, I'm putting two, three hundred feet or yeah, two, three hundred feet on it, I, 
I've got a nice little S curve where it, it, it starts off coming to the left, goes to the little right, and then lands up in the center, and it, it's got that nice little S curve. Or I hook it really far left, or just it releases real quick and fast, and it's to the right, and it's in the woods. So when I teach people to play, I always like to try to teach them just focus on the accuracy. The power comes later, just like real golf. I remember when my stepdad first kind of taught me how to play golf, his biggest thing was he's like, Jared, you're trying to rip it down the center of the fairway. We will get to that in time. Just focus on getting it down the fairway first, and we can slowly build your power. And with the the, the gal friend that I taught to go disc golfing, she had the accuracy down. You know, she could put it about, you know, 50, 75 feet at a time, and she would, you know, would just slowly chip away getting you know getting there you know a par three or par four she would get in about six or seven no big deal like that's how you should start start off with the accuracy and work with the accuracy well my buddy that i i taught uh you know how to disc off he he's like me he had the power to begin with where i could throw these big you know three four hundred yard three four hundred feet you know tosses where it's like 200 feet straight and 200 feet to the left you know, these are the, the big open, uh, you know, these are the guys that can just be, do the big open drives. And I'm down for a big open drive every once in a while, but it's one of those things where you really, if you can, if you can nail down the accuracy, the power will come with it because the more consistent you start throwing a specific pattern, the more consistent you can, you can get with your power and actually slowly build up. Cause him and I were, you know, pretty much with some of the courses here in the city that I live in. Uh, the big open courses, the big open course that I like to go to just because it's more open. Um, you know, it's only, it's only like 300 feet. It's only like three, 400 feet per hole. They really didn't, it's, it's kind of a smaller course. It's not as technical as the course that is near my house. Um, and there, there's, there's four courses here. There's the big open one. There's the technical one. Uh, well, it's kind of open and technical. That one's near my house. And then there's a really technical course that's like really like they legit just kind of cleared a mini path in the woods. And they're like, yeah, this is a disc golf course. It's kind of interesting. It's, it's really uh, it's I think it's only I think it's actually only like 10 or 11 holes. Uh, so it's really it's not a true blue 18 course. Um, the one near my house is actually a true blue 18. And then the wide open one is only a nine hole course. But the the one that's just like ba basically like, they're like yeah we could maybe make this a course that one's a little too technical I am not a technical player I need um, I I just suck because like when I was teaching my buddy how to play you know the first hole is just this big sweeping dog leg left where it you know you just chuck it down the fairway and then you kind of cut to the left which is naturally what I do with that big S curve and then we go into the woods to to play hole th two. And I flub it, you know, I just, I'm just right off to the right hand side and I just sucked. It just dupe. And me and my buddy were looking in for it, looking for it, looking for it. And we couldn't find it. It's a bright pink disc. And this is the reason why I buy these discs is because I want to make sure that if I'm going to lose one, I can see it, you know, there's bright pink in the foliage. And we spent maybe 15, 20 minutes looking for it. And I was just like, how in the how in the bloody hell can I lose a bright pink disc sitting in the middle of an orange foliage or in green foliage, not orange? Sorry, my desktop is a, a beautiful night sky where the sun is setting, and uh, it's orange. But I was like, how in the heck can I lose this bright pink disc in green foliage? Thank God I found it because I was I would have been really upset if I had lost it. But I was able to actually find the disc, and I was able to actually get it and get it back. I was like, Oh, thank God. Cause it's, it's my Jessica. I love that disc. I, I've got a, it's called, it's a pink excite. I forget who makes it. Um, let's take, well, actually let's take a look here. Uh, excite disc golf. Ah, yeah. Axiom. Yeah. It's an axiom. It's a pink Excite uh, disc. I love the Axiom Excite, and then I got the Pro. I, I got the Pro one, uh, the Pro Bass, uh, Pro Bass, the Pro Boss tie dye. That's another one of my favorites. I really love the tie dye Pro Boss. That 
I'm really comfortable with that or the pink Axiom just because of the way that I can make them fly. I really don't like to throw any other discs other than those two. I mean, I have a bunch of other, like I have an Archangel uh, in my bag. I have a Cheetah. I have a couple other ones in my bag for like mid ranges and stuff like that. But I feel most comfortable throwing drivers. I mean, heck, uh, the you know, the last three or four days that I actually played, I just would play through with one disc. I don't really... I don't really need any other discs other than just one. I don't, you know, I know how to make one disc fly. I can do the shorts and the longs and all that stuff with it. So, no, I, that's, that's, that's how I play disc golf. I usually play with just one hand. But it was one of those things where I was just like, I couldn't believe that I couldn't find my freaking disc in, in there. Thank God I found it because, you know, the, the Axiom Excites, the Axiom Excite was actually pretty expensive. I, I bought it from the, the clubhouse at, at the the one disc golf course that's awesome there's a there's a course in the town just south of me where it's actually it's not a full it's not full 18 but it's like 10 or 12 there there's like the there's the blues the reds and the yellows and the blue course the red course and the yellow course and they're about 10 to 12 holes each and in in some of their tournaments they have this it's near a big ski hill so it doubles as a disc golf course in the summer and then in the winter it's uh it you know you can tube down uh this there's this giant hill that you can tube down or that you can ski down and every every so often they will hold uh, tournaments there and it each tournament they hold a long drive contest where you start at the top of the hill and you chuck it as far down the hill as you can and the person who has the longest drive during the tournament day uh, gets like a pot of money or something like that. You pay like five or ten bucks to, to enter into it and then just chuck your disc. And it's a lot of fun. It is a hell of a lot of fun. I've, I've tossed off of that hill a couple of times. It's a pain in the ass because uh, you don't get to ride the dolly up and down to get your disc. you got to walk all the way down and walk all the back, way back up after you've just walked, you know, f- freaking 40 or 50 holes. Um which, by the way, playing that in like 90 degree heat was not a good idea. Playing in the middle of a muggy wood that should technically be, uh, you know, swamp areas. Oh, God, that was just horrible. But, I've been, yeah, I've been getting outside, playing a lot of, you know, doing a lot of exercise, actually getting out and about in this in the summertime, which is what I wanted to do originally before the coronavirus hit. But then the coronavirus hit, and it was like, well, son of a biscuit, you know, I guess I'll just do all this crazy crap and, and not go out. Cause like I, I wanted to take the birds out. I wanted to do a lot of disc golfing. I wanted to take the birds for a walk. I wanted to be out and active and, and do things this summer. And Holy, Holy banana sandwich, Batman boys and girls. I cannot believe how, how crazy this coronavirus has like altered those plans. Like I, I love going for walks. I love going out and about, you know, I usually, I clip blues wings cause blues, a little blue nugget. He's a blue nugget of hate and fear. Uh, he hates everybody and he fears a lot of things. So he always tries to fly off. And the last thing I need is for a subdued blue bird to get lost in a forest of green when I can barely see him where hawks and owls and things that are big enough to make him lunch, you know, reside. So I like to clip blues wings. I know it's a little it's a little harmful or whatever, but he's a fat little chunk boy. He doesn't fly anywhere, but I really wanted to take them out. And I really wanted to, you know, I really wanted to play with them and I really wanted to do this and that. And I find myself just not being able to find anybody to go out and do anything. You know, I, I end up calling a friend of mine every time I want to go disc golfing. I'm like, Hey, do you mind if I, you know, you got us, you got a spare hour or something like that to where we can just chit chat on the phone and we can, I can go play disc golf. And she's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. So, it's one of those things where it's like this coronavirus has really killed what I wanted to do this summer because I wanted to go out and about. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. And I'll tell you what, like it sucks. Like it really just sucks just being sitting inside. I mean, the 4th of July is coming up and uh, here in the town that we, we have and we usually have a big festival because uh, we're right on the Wisconsin River and we always host a we always host a, a a boardwalk, a riverwalk. I, I don't know what it is, but you know, the, the Wisconsin river runs through a town and one year, every year they light off fireworks on the other side of town and everybody gathers on the other side of the river to watch these fireworks. 
Well, with coronavirus, they've canceled everything. I mean, we have a big band shell. They play a bunch of music. You know, they have two or three stages where people can karaoke. You know, real, real good bands come out to play. There's elephant ears. There's, you know, hot dog stands. There's, it, it is literally a giant festival and it brings the town together. It is a fan. They shut down like a whole half of the block. It is just absolutely fun as hell to go to this event and this, you know, this adventure. And then they had to cancel. And thank God they canceled it this year. Unlike some people are putting on shows. But like to me, it would be really, really awesome to be able to go out and watch the fireworks. I mean, hell, it's, it's half the fun. But instead, instead I'm going down, uh, I'm doing my own little adventure this year. This 4th of July, I'm going to uh, take a little mini road adventure. I'm going to, you know, uh, mask up, PPE up. Uh, for those of you who don't do the military acronyms, personal protective equipment. I'm basically taking a trip from where I live to some little town here uh, for about a week or so. I've got a friend of mine who is also doing a podcast. Um, she she used she did a lot of the artwork that you see for my gaming channels for all my games which i've really really slowed down on not many people were watching it not not many people were really supporting it so i'm just you know i'm sticking with the podcast for you guys because you guys actually listen to the podcast so to you know the two or three people who are still listening this far in i really appreciate you throw lots of love your way and like i said i will continue to do this for 52 weeks so She's got a podcast, um, and what I wanted what I wanted to do was I wanted to kind of introduce her to the equipment. I wanted to introduce her to uh, a lot of the stuff that is going on, and how to do it herself. So that way, when she does her podcast, which is actually called Serial Killers and Chill, which I am a part of, uh, because it well to tell you to tell you what's up, she's always had an idea, and I know serial killers are. Serial killers have been done quite often. Uh, you know, a lot of people focus on their podcast, but she has this brilliant idea of how to actually portray and to tell the story of the serial killer and actually go along with it. And I'm a big fan of the documentaries. I love watching the documentaries on serial killers. I love learning about them. And so every two weeks on top of this podcast, her and I, uh, you know, tell our audience all about the serial killer and um, we kind of we do a really deep 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 dive on everything. And, and one of the interesting things is the way that we look at things. Like I come from that militaristic police background, and I take a look at a lot of the psychological aspects. I take a look at a lot of you know the police the police aspects and everything else like that. So, and then she'll focus on some of the other stuff. And it's really interesting to to when we take what she's found, and then what I found, and when we put the two together. And the story that we tell, because I mean, I found some stuff that she didn't find. She found some stuff that I didn't find. So we actually tell a very interesting story to our audience. Her podcast is, is called Serial Killers and Chill. Uh, Serial Killers and Chill. Uh, so far, it's on a lot of different uh, podcasts. I think really the only major one that we are that we aren't on now is iTunes. Uh, we did our first uh, little mini. Hey, how's it going? What's up? And then we actually put out the first podcast that we recorded not too long ago through the power of the internet. But uh, she's asked me to, you know, she's an old military friend. She's asked me to come help her out with some stuff. And I thought, what a better way. I was like, hey, why don't I just take a mini vacation, come down and hang out with you for a few days and show you how this podcasting stuff works. And, you know, I can maybe go, we could go disc golfing, uh, you know, in around where you live because, hey, who's not going to want to go disc golfing in around where, where she lives? So, uh, which is what's really nice is that, you know, in this day and age where we're supposed to be socially distancing with social distancing, she's she lives in a very small town and with her living in a very small town, that means, hey, I don't have to worry too much about the coronavirus and everything else like that. I can go down there, stick just with her, you know, hang out with her, stay kind of within the local area. And because it's such a small town and there haven't been that many, you know, that many cases down there. I don't have to worry about nothing. All I got to do is bring my video, bring my, you know, podcasting equipment, show her how to set up everything, show her how everything works. And then slowly her and I can build the repertoire to where we have, you know, both have the, the podcasting equipment that we need and we can set everything on up so we can put out a very nice polished thing because I'm not going to lie. 
she's got a huge fan base of people that really want to listen about this podcast. And we've already had quite a few people listen to our first podcast, which are, you know, her friends who are mainly interested in it. So I find that pretty awesome that, you know, she was able to achieve relative success right off the bat, whereas I struggled to get on my feet. So we, we've been doing, you know, that's a, that's a podcast that her and I have been talking about. So I thought, hell, I'll go down and visit her, go ahead and use a little bit of my vacation time, get out and about, you know, go, go play some disc golf in some other areas and just kind of relax and teach somebody what I know, because I don't know if you've ever taught somebody about something that you're kind of passionate about or something that you really, really like. It's pretty awesome when you can actually teach somebody something and you can see the passion, the excitement in their eyes and, you know, I'm not going to lie. Who doesn't want to go play disc golf somewhere else? I mean, hell, I played disc golf in Colorado with my brother on one or two courses. And even though the altitude kicked the shit out of me and uh, I had a lot of I, I had a lot of difficulties playing the the 18 holes that I played with him the, for the day or two that I was out there. I had fun. You know, it was a new kind of play style. The terrain was different. The, you know, the discs flew differently. So hell, I'm going to figure out what it's like to go play disc off down by her, teach her how to podcast and maybe record another podcast or two with her while I'm out and about, uh, down there. So that way her and I can, you know, get some really good audio and get some really good, uh, you know, get a really good pod polished podcast instead of doing this, you know, over the internet bullshit. Uh, that too and you know she she needs to get the equipment set up and you know i'm i'm not one to brag or nothing like that but i'm not about to buy a 45 dollar uh because this is the the equipment that i use is a snowball black ice it was on sale at best buy for like 35 bucks i mean some podcasting microphones can run pretty expensive and i did buy a, a different podcasting microphone that i was i was hoping to have excuse me there i burped I was hoping to have another another podcasting microphone just in case you know somebody else came over so that way I could dual split something. Well, the microphone the microphone must have got damaged while I was in in shipment or something like that, or it wasn't plug and play like they said it was. Um, but I'm not about to drop you know fifty dollars on a on a microphone for her. And then you know she does need to upgrade her laptop because I've seen the laptop she's using, and let's just say it's a it's a it's a Chromebook. There's nothing wrong with Chromebooks. There's absolutely nothing wrong with a Chromebook. But if you're going to do a podcast, you need at least a bare minimum of a you need a podcasting microphone, which a blue a black ice or a, a snowball microphone will work. Snowball microphones are relatively cheap. Uh, one of the programs that I like to run is called Audacity, Audacity, A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y, which is actually what I'm using to record my audio right now. And then I use a program called Lightworks, 64-bit. Uh, Lightworks is a very simple, very easy to use uh, video editing software. And then you're also going to need VLC Media Player. The reason why I have the two, the VLC as well as Lightworks, because in Lightworks it forces you to create... A um, and Lightworks it forces you to create like a movie or a video or something like that. Not that there's anything wrong with a video, but uh, there's a there's a program called Resolve R O S O L V E, and it's uh, I, it's made by DaVinci. It's a uh, it's it's a more it's a super professional one. It is very very professional. Lightworks is very simple, very intuitive. You know, you can just literally import the audio plug it in, import your other audio, and then making the adjustments is fairly easy. I like Resolve because of the in-depth that you can get with it, but Lightworks is very simple, very intuitive. It it was a very easy beginner's course for me to run through, whereas Resolve, now that I've learned a little bit about mixing, I've learned a little bit about audio and stuff like that, I still jack up on some of my renders where I can't get, you know, one of the audios to work or I can't get the video to work correctly or don't do this or I can't do that. So I, I've really, I've really kind of stuck with, okay, I, I know the bare basics enough of Resolve to get me in trouble. I'm going to continue to use Lightworks for a lot of the other stuff. And so what you, what, what I would do in the early stages is that with Lightworks, I would create the quote video and then VLC Media has this amazing little thing where you can convert a video into just an MP3 or a wave or an MP4 audio file, and that's a lot of how I what you know that's a lot of how I do it now is that I used to create everything in Lightworks because I used to throw a lot of this stuff on YouTube, create the video, throw it in, and convert it with VLC Media Player to just an audio file, and then I could upload the auto audio file to Anchor.fm. 
to have my uh, what should we call it? To have my blah 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 blah. I would be able to upload my actual just audio, and it's not a video, and so it's not trying to upload a, a you know a gig file. It's only trying to you know upload maybe a hundred or hundred or fifty megabyte file, uh, just just the audio. So it, it's one of those things where if I could teach her how to do everything that I'm doing, I might be able to get her to upgrade everything be able to get her to, you know, have harness the power that I harness as well too, as that way, when we start doing podcasts in the future, she'll have her microphone and her computer set up. I'll have my microphone and my computer set up. We'll do like a Skype call or, you know, a Facebook call or whatever, or something done. So that way we can chat back and forth and show her how to record her audio through her microphone. And then, we can go ahead and just rock and roll. So that way she sends me her audio. I put everything together. I mix it. I make it complete. And we have high, a high quality podcast as opposed to one of us sounding, you know, kind of like a dork uh, because we're doing it through an audio Facebook call. I mean, it's not a bad way to run a podcast, but it's just one of those things where anything that we can do to make it a higher quality, you know, higher quality is definitely going to be something that I want to do that. And she's, uh, she's, uh, techno stupid. She's very, she's very not savvy. She sucks with technology. So the more simplistic I can make things, the easier it's going to be. And plus showing somebody firsthand how to do something is usually easier than trying to walk them through it on a computer. So I, I mean, I know there are other ways to do things, but it's, it's one of those things where I would, I would love to be able to just show her firsthand how to do it. And plus who doesn't want a couple days off of work? You know what I mean? Uh, a, a little mini staycation or a little mini vacation to a isolated town in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. You know, who doesn't, who doesn't want to just enjoy themselves, uh, you know, with a, with an old friend. So those are my 4th of July plans. And, uh, I'm going to be taking the idiots down too. I don't, uh, I just, yeah, birds are the reason. And a lot of people are like, Oh, just get a babysitter or do this or do that. The babysitter that I can get, which Alex, you know, I've had Alex on the podcast before. I really want to thank you for, you know, being willing to watch them. But the biggest thing with my baby, with wanting to have them be, uh, you know, babysat is that I'm not, birds are, birds are like small children, you know, an hour or two a day is fine, you know, in the morning or in the evenings or what have you to to give them interaction and to, to, you know, Oh, you know, let's interact with the birds and stuff like that. But I just, I just, I can't, I can't do it. I can't leave them here for that amount of time without somebody, especially with how I've been working from home for the last three months, basically, you know, I have been home for basically the last three months. And so I, I can't just, I can't just all of a sudden be gone for, you know, a couple of, you know, almost a week or, oh yeah, actually a week. I can't just be gone for a week and have somebody else watch them. So I, you know, I made a decision. I'm going to, I'm going to take them with me and I got the okay to, to have them come over, which is pretty dope because I, I'm going to need, you know, I'm going to need to give them some attention and love and they're going to need some, some Jared time, which was awesome. But yeah, so we're going to work on a couple of podcasts where it actually sounds like we're, you know, actually together. It's going to be some really good, uh, good audio quality. So again, her podcast is called Serial Killers and Chill. You can find it on pretty much all major platforms except for iTunes. iTunes always takes forever to upload. You know, Spotify, Google, Serial Killers and Chill. Definitely check that out. And we're going to pull up some you know, we're going to pull up some, you know, some good projects and hopefully we're going to have a, a, a good, a good serial killer that we're going to be able to research and talk about this, this next time we did Andre Chikatilo. Uh, the first guy is who we did, uh, this last week, that one's up and about, and then we haven't actually gotten to who we're going to do this next week, but I'm very, very interested to see who we're going to get to next week because that is going to be one hell of a fun ride. And, uh, speaking of fun rides, as I was say, as I had stated, I used to be in the military, and I really like how when I can, I can apply my military brain to some things. Uh, I was, I was, I was kind of you know fiddling around with some stuff earlier today, and we used to do what was called secret squirrel stuff, 
and uh, with with the with the secret squirrel stuff, I uh, you know it's it's we would have we there'd be these uh, you know officers or these enlisted members that would be part of this what we would call the secret squirrels you know the the guys and gals who were part of the special operations or they were part of just like an intelligence gathering group or something like that and they'd always have their little inside jokes or they'd always have this equipment that you could run and it would be always interesting you're like yo what's that and this and that and it was it was all this really cool stuff and I actually got to exercise my military brain today. And I will say that when you have a bunch of things that you're passionate about and when you have a bunch of but insider knowledge on things that, that can be done, that should be done, or, or ways to do things a little bit more uh, secret squirrel-like or stealthy, and you can put those into practice and you, you actually get to accomplish things, because that's, that's one of been the big things that I've been trying to do is accomplish many things. And one of the fun things that I've been trying to accomplish is to figure out how to pull some secret scroll stuff off. Um, and I figured it out. I figured something out. I, I figured out uh, how to how to pull some secret scroll stuff off to where because uh, one of the one of the interesting things is, is that when I play disc golf, I, you know, I kind of like to show people things. And uh, I like to, you know, because I'm teaching a buddy of mine how to play disc golf and I'm kind of trying to watch my form when I, when I play disc golf and a lot of people, um, Wisconsin is a one party state. Uh, and by one party state, I mean that it only, you only have to have one person out of the, you know, if your audio recording or your video recording, as long as one person within the recording is okay with the recording, you're good to go, which is a one party consent. And so, like, I like to, I like to videotape my form sometimes to critique it and, and kind of watch, you know, how I do. So what I'll do a lot of the times is I figured out how to hook my phone up to my little backpack that I, that I play with. And on that backpack, I can, you know, secretly record myself. Well, I wouldn't say secretly record myself, but I can record myself while I'm playing disc golf. And, you know, I could, I could watch my form and watch how the disc leaves my hand and all at the same time, I don't have to, you know, worry about lumbering around of a lot of equipment or having somebody else come with me to record my actions. I can just record it via, you know, a, a clip on my phone and having my phone hug a certain way onto my equipment, you know, onto my backpack that I carry. And I could play disc golf and, and that way I could, you know, go about my day and just record myself and I can record a lot of my shots. I can record a lot of my drives that I do and I could really watch how everything goes and then with the with the iPhone it's got this really cool feature with slow motion to where I could slow it down and actually watch how I progress and get better and the reason why I was talking about the secret squirrel stuff is because you know in Wisconsin Wisconsin is a one-party state which means that one of the two people in the recording has to consent to the recording and instead of walking around with a, a big thing, I could just record it and not have to worry about Jack Jack's shit. And instead of having you know a bunch of people and you know, just be like, why is he carrying around a selfie stick or what in the hell is going on like that? I can make it very inconspicuous and not have to really worry where I can just do my own thing and not have people look at that idiot with the selfie stick or the tripod out there just being dumb. Because that, that's one of the, the big things I worried about because in today's day and age, in today's society, you know, with everybody busting out their phones and their cameras and a lot of people like, ah, oh, da, 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 and this and that and the fifth and da, da, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's one of those things where if you're, if you're not breaking the law, you don't, you shouldn't have to worry. And that's one of the things that I worry about is that if I'm doing, you know, this recording stuff where, you know, I, I don't want to have to be that guy walking around with a selfie stick. I don't want to have to be that guy with a tripod out there. You know, I would like to just do it where I don't really look like a D bag. Cause that's how I feel when I walk around. If I, if I had to walk around with a selfie stick or if I had to walk around with a little tripod to record myself doing some stuff, I'd feel kind of like a, a D bag. And I don't want to feel like that. And I don't want people to look at me like that, especially when I'm playing. So I, I would like to be able to, I was like, well, how, you know, can I just run around and record stuff and do things a specific way and not have to worry about repercussions if somebody found out I was filming, you know, even though I'm just filming myself disc golf. And so I looked up some of the rules and regulations for recording in Wisconsin. And let's just say I'm very pleased with myself because now 
I can inconspicuously record myself while I'm disc golfing and not have to worry about looking like a giant D-bag and when I'm not breaking the law. Because you know how a lot of people get really pissed off when, when you're recording and stuff like that and they don't want to be recorded. Okay, then walk away. You know, I'm recording here. Wisconsin is a one-party state. I don't have to worry about that. So that was my little big brain with some research that I decided to pull out. And, uh, you know, exercising the brain and doing a, doing a lot of research, especially in today's age, you know, especially with everything that's going on, knowing your rights and knowing everything that's, you know, knowing what you can do, what you will do, and what you should do are, are, is a whole is a whole other topic. But, uh, you know, learning the rules and regulations is one thing. And I've learned the rules and regulations. And the rules and regulations are that I can uh, I can record and not have to worry about anybody else giving me consent because Wisconsin is a one-party state, which is a really weird loophole that if I'm recording, I am one party and I am consenting to the recording because I am recording. It doesn't matter who I talk to or show off or anything like that. And I found out a lot of states are like that where you can just start recording and it doesn't matter. I mean, there are certain privacies like, if you know, somebody's in their own home or what have you. You know, you have a certain level of privacy that somebody's not going to snitch on you. But when you're out in public, like, holy Batman, there's uh, it's it's pretty lax. The recording, you know, the laws and stuff like that are like you're in public, you're in public. Everything you do is public. Um, you know, you shouldn't feel like you have any privacy or whatsoever. If you want privacy, get in your own home. I was like, damn, that's kind of interesting. So that that was the that was a little secret squirrel big brain stuff that I was talking about was just trying to record myself and not look like a total d bag in front of everybody else. <sighs> and I gotta say this, my disc golf form is actually pretty good, pretty good. I did something for the first time today that I never thought I would do. Um, I broke a button on my uh, broke a button on my keyboard. I lost control, if you will. <laughs> so um, I do a lot of copy paste stuff, and I mean, with my computer, with my computer, I I like to use it for work because one, it's you know, I mean, here we'll we'll let you listen to it. I, I think you guys even hear it before, but it's you know, it's clicky clacky. It's, it, it's loud sounding. And, and when I, when I do a lot of work, uh, when I work, I like to type out what people are saying. And a lot of times people will tell me a bunch of information. I have to type it out. And the keyboard that they gave me is really kind of a, you know, like it's really muted. Whereas with my clicky clacky keyboard, people can hear me typing out. So they know I'm just typing everything out and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it, but I use my keyboards. Like I, I didn't think I'd use it this much. Um, you know, and I copy paste a lot of stuff uh, because I, I'm part of uh, I'm part of the email team at work too. So I copy paste, copy paste, copy paste. Well, I broke the little doohickey on the bottom of the mechanical keyboard on my uh, left control key, and so I switched it with the right control key. But now my left my right control key is is busted, and I need a new key. I need a new new haptics. I need you know new keycaps. And I didn't realize how hard it would be to find. I mean, I, there there's some at Best Buy that I can go pick up tomorrow. But it's just one of those things where it's like they don't have like I'd, I'd have to order right from Corsair and it'd, it'd take forever to get my keyboard. And I kind of want it now. So tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go to Best Buy. I'm going to get some new keyboards some new haptics because I, I, I have to make sure that they will work. Because I'm not a big fan of ordering online. I know ordering online is a big deal. But, like, man, I've, I've ordered some stuff online. And I was like, ugh, ugh. You know, like, it, it doesn't look like it's going to fit or it doesn't look like it's going to work. And I've had the moments like that where it doesn't actually work. And I was like, ah, you got to be kidding me. Come on, man. So I always like to go in and, and make sure, you know, I'm talking to somebody who I can go, okay, I have this Corsair keyboard is it for sure going to work on this Corsair keyboard? Because if it does, I will buy it immediately. Um, and uh, I'm also looking for a couple other things that I could get at Best Buy. But it's just one of those things where I'm old school like that. And I'm just, I'm old school. I, I like to go in, I like to test the product, and I like to buy it first. Um, so that means I got to mask up and hand sanitize some more and, and do all that fun stuff. Because I got to I gotta run and do a couple things tomorrow morning anyways. I, oh my God, I jacked myself so bad last night. I, I took a nap from 5 PM till midnight. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I, I took a nap, if you will, from 5 PM to midnight, stayed up till 4 AM. And then just, oh guys, never, never again. Will I, will I jack that up? If I'm taking a nap again, I'm going to set a, I'm going to set me a timer for that crap. 
Any who's a what's-its. I didn't think I'd get this far. We're at about uh, the 50-minute mark. And, and like I you know, usually said, for you two or three people that usually make it out of the four or five that listen to it, that make it all the way to the end, I really want to thank you. I really, 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 really love you guys. Stay hella safe out there because I know everyone's like, oh, this second wave is coming. Nah, nah, bro. The first wave, the first wave never, the first wave never died. The first wave never stopped. This is this is just the continu- This is a resurgence of the first wave. Um, so stay safe out there. I love your faces. If you do have to travel or you do got to do something or you do want to get out and about because you're stir crazy and you've been sitting inside for God knows how long, be safe. PPE up, you know, hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer. Wash them hands for 20, 30 seconds, you know, really lather up, do real good. Um, you know, just, just be careful. Wear your masks. Do all that stupid stuff that you're supposed to do to make sure you are safe because God as as much as as much as we could do with losing people, I do not want to see people die because of because of stupid preventable mistakes. I you know, I love your faces. I love how the world is coming together. I just I don't like the craziness that is happening out there. I wanna I want all my friends to be my friends and I wanna continue to have family because, you know, we're all being safe and we're all being smart in this. Um, so, you know, love you all continue to do what you do best. And that is being safe, being safe, safe. God, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. It's 11, it's 11, 16 PM on a Friday night. I love you guys. Later. (laughs)